Beard Bros Campfire Fun, fun time. time. I'm Grant. I'm Tyler. So we got a real special one. Got a real special one for you today. We are. Guess what? Guess we, what? What? We are in the middle of the woods right now. We are in the middle of the woods. I'm running off of a Jackery Explorer 290. Appreciate that, Jackery. Looking for sponsorship in the future. I don't know. Ooh. I'm just saying. It is a beautiful night out here, folks. Right now, we're currently drawing eight whole watts. <laughs> eight watts is it with the soundboard, the Zoom Live Track L8. In case anyone's ever interested, I never mention what kind of gear we have. Um, but I'll go ahead and say, yeah, we do record on a Zoom Live Track L8. And uh, when we're in the woods like this or where we're away from power, we do use the Jackery Explorer 290. Uh, we record into Shure SM7B microphones, two of them, which are the cool kind of industry standard like 20 year 20 30 year standard microphone um they always say uh prince recorded purple rain with this microphone interesting okay so you know it's one of those real cool mics that make uh post-processing and editing really easy for me um so whenever we do this podcast it makes it quick and easy to upload for you guys um speaking of that what do you got on the fire over there (laughs) well right now I've got the Townsend's Campfire Hearth Kit, which is the, uh, it's a three-piece, like a tripod cooking system, right? That's made out of hand-forged cast iron um, from metal. I believe in Virginia is where they're located, if I'm not mistaken. It's like that 18th century YouTube channel that we've talked about. They do everything, you know, from building like... uh, Building uh, a lot of cool primitive stuff too. Yeah, I really enjoy like it. Dugout canoes to cabins and everything in between. You know, using yeah. only 18th century equipment Tools and techniques. And, yeah. Yes, it's really interesting. But they have a store online and they make everything from clothes to cooking, storing for food, everything, all homemade with their materials there. So I bought that for like 70 bucks. And it comes with a couple hangers, like that one right there, as you see over here. It's adjustable, so I can hang that. And then it, depending on what the coals or fire's doing, I right. can raise or lower it. Um, but on the fire. What do we got in the pot? I got a cast iron, uh, kind of a stew pot. And inside we got ground beef heart, local. Uh, local here, it's about 30 minutes outside Springfield. Um, I got it at Horman Meats on Battlefield Road in Springfield, Missouri. They um, put the whore in Hormans, let me tell you. They do. It, it's the good stuff. It's it's the German with the umlau O in two R's. So you know it's good. Yeah, so Hormon. Hormon means <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, I got beef heart, ground beef heart in there, and then I've got some boneless pork rib meat. Oh. That's been marinating for about two days with some Mexican tahine seasoning. It looks like it's spelled Tajin, right? But what, it's, what is that? What, what flavor is that? It's delicious. It is salty, delicious, <laughs> acidic and sour. Okay, and a tiny bit spicy because you have like dehydrated lime, dehydrated chili, and different things like that, and some salt. So it's like you put it on everything from like fruit to meat right. and pizza. It's like a multi-purpose everything. It's like the Mexican ranch dressing. It's like the Americans mm-hmm. Lowry's. Lowry's great, but uh, so inside that pot, it's been stewing for what like. About 40 minutes now, an hour. Give or take, yeah. It's probably got another half hour, 45 minutes tops. Uh, We pretty much chunked the uh, boneless pork rib meat up and threw it in there after the ground hard and seared in butter and 
cooked down a little bit of threw some raisins in because the raisins have that natural sweetness and molasses kind of caramel flavor that sweetens that meat really well and whenever they break down it it, i don't know it it kind of adds that uh that sugary you know feel that a lot of stewed meat doesn't because it's all it's all it's it's like boiled basically Mm -hmm. you know so i'm super excited about that i mean we're staring right at the fire right now we might even take a picture and post it on the uh, facebook page you guys can kind of see the setup that we're dealing with here um but i'm excited now we're pulling a whole nine watts still at 99 percent so you said that oh yeah (laughs) eight to nine it's fluctuating so it's like eight and a half that's pretty impressive i'm pretty excited about it but anyway we're out here on the property well i didn't think we mentioned that we're in the middle of the woods on uh on our property out here um, did some lumberjack work a little bit ago yeah we chainsaws out and took down some trees yeah clearing out a trail to cut through the middle of the property to kind of allow more more animals to go walking around right now and whenever i first bought it it was i mean it looked like a q-tip box yeah Yeah, it's just thick and we're kind of clearing and cutting a trail out clearing a top camp area um we've already utilized this top camp area a couple times and we're cooking on it a few times you know it's it's pretty great so i've got the got the 22 loaded up sitting kind of next to us too so if if we see anything moving like squirrel or something you might you all might hear me jump up and i don't know we'll see that just a runway hillbilly you know if he gets on our property yay buddy you better get back i mean last like it was like the first time we came out here i don't think we told you this what was his name like billy bob Brittany, or something Bobby Brown or Uncle Bobby B? Bobbity. Bibbity We're Bobbity. sitting here, and I got two guns. I got my handgun on me, and then the twenty two leaned up against our little wood rack over here. And all of a sudden, dude, a truck comes barreling down our road, and he parks right behind my car. And he's this definitely redneck dude. He lives right at the corner up there, right? And he comes out. And I've got my hand like on my guns. I'm like, who in who in yeah, the world happening? is this? Right. Like, why do you think like this is okay? I'm not I'm not used to this people, you know, we're out in the middle of nowhere, so to be So you shouldn't be approached at any time. Yeah. I mean he he comes over, Hey. I saw fire. I didn't know it was going down here. Oh well, yeah, we're you know, we're new here, we're kinda clearing. He asked if we were living here and we're like, you know, no. <laughs> no, this is There's zero our, structures here, sir. Yeah, we unless are. we're climbing trees, but this is just kind of a uh, more of an investment property, but it's able to be utilized, obviously, in the meantime, and that's kind of what we're doing, clearing it up a little bit, doing doing some good work for nature, letting the animals have a little bit more uh, free roaming time, and also, in the meantime, I can hunt, you know, and camp out here and use it, but mostly in the future, it was going to be a buy low, sell high kind of situation, well, and it's also nice to get out of the city a little bit. Absolutely. You know, come out to nature, which is so peaceful. Yep. And I mean, obviously, since I frequent so many conservation areas so often, um, it's nice to be able to go to my own land where no one is on, you yep. know, where I'm not going to pull into the parking lot and see like three or four cars and be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the next one. Mm-hmm go to Pleasant Hope, then it's like, oh, there's two cars there at this one pull-in, and the next pull-in's got like four cars. Well, time to go to the next conservation yeah, I just want to be away from people, you know? Yep, this is a nice area. It's a nice area to do it. Uh, we're kind of near the Lebanon and Lake of the Ozarks area in Missouri, so 
it's kind of Mennonite country. Uh, there's lots of Mennonite and Amish around this area. So you have no shortage of products. That's in a huge sure. advantage of being out here. And then here. all the touristy people, summertime, you know, the yeah. all the lakes and or the rivers that float and stuff. Yeah, there's obviously float businesses. Um, there's all sorts of uh, cabin rentals and, you know, the Niangua River is right over here. So it's extremely popular. Everyone floats that. It's spring-fed. Um, there's a trout hatchery and fishery out here, which is extremely awesome. You know, you can catch rainbow trout and brown trout, which is that, you know, that's, that's an experience in itself. It doesn't matter if you're even using a fly rod or not, if you don't know how, um, you can go there, watch them and use your spinning rod, you know, and everything, Right. everything is still super fun. We were riding, I'm trying to think, uh, I was with my lady and she took me to, I think it's called Stone Mill or something like that. And it's just this beautiful, I'm showing him a picture now. Just to the left, all ah. these trout are just all yeah, right in that, here. That looks like a trout hatchery, and, it, and it's just Is there's it a, a mill hatchery? right there. There's a hatchery just to the other side yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can just get them by the pound, and dude, and yeah. or just fish if you wanted to. It's just be- absolutely beautiful. Dude, my favorite trout hatchery, without a doubt, is Mountain Springs uh, Park, Trout Park, Mountain Springs Trout Park in Highlandville. So it's in between Branson and Springfield, Missouri. Um, Without a doubt, it's the coolest, prettiest, and premium trout that could ever live. Nice. This guy bought property that has a cave and a spring coming out of the cave. Oh, jeez. And he turned the grounds into three holding ponds where he can breed them and move them He'll as move they... Them in and, and it's man, incredible. And it's cool. all spring-fed from a cave. It is crystal clear, like 40-degree water. Hmm. I mean, it is unbelievable. And you go out there and you pay by the pound. It's like seven or eight bucks a pound. So you have to be careful because if you're like my girlfriend, Brittany, you just throw out... Oh, oh and, got an acorn. the acorn. Ow! <laughs> So, if you're like my girlfriend, Brittany, you just throw out and you get what you get, and they're ravenous. Yeah. They so eat some big guys will jump dude, on there. They eat only chunks of trout because he feeds them themselves. And I know so that sounds weird, but cannibal. fish eat fish, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, but fish eat fish. Um, so, these are the fattiest, most marbled rainbow trout, and he even has some golden trout that are like bright gold yellow. It's the most incredible looking thing. But you throw it out there... A second, your line is ripped, and you have anywhere from a three to nine pound rainbow trout monster, right. dude. That's thrashing around. It's absolutely fun, but you gotta, you know, keep in mind the pound and the, or the the dollar per pound mm-hmm. because it's very important that you don't go out there and you know keep three four of them and then you go and you three hundred dollars you weigh them and he's like well this one's six pounds this one's eight this one's five this one's six i mean that adds up quick but generally what we do we go and get two we go get two trout so it'll be under a hundred dollars you'll go it'll be anywhere from like 50 to 100 bucks and you get rainbow trout and without a doubt it's 
the best trout I've ever had. I I've had all I'd, sorts I'd of trout. The trout. So that's, I love smoked. They sell smoked the trout fresh mm. right there, dude. Oh, so if you oh, don't even oh. want to go fish, you can walk right into the shed, and they've got a smoker going on the side, and you can get fresh, still hot smoked trout that slides yeah, off the that. skin. Oh, it's and that's the best smoking fish meat. Period yeah. is rainbow trout. It is the best. It's so fatty that it can stand up to the long temperatures and all of that um, that a lot of fish would just absolutely crumble and become mush like you couldn't put a bass right. in a smoker very easily without it just falling apart and flaking on you. Um, oh, I had some walleye the other day. Dude, I love oh, walleye. Oh, dude, just brought back just such great memories, yeah. you know, and just oh, just my favorite fish. So I mean, good. that's a that's a pretty scary predator fish too. Walleye are sharks oh. of, of freshwater. You know, they're a small, a small musky, you know, like how like musky are huge sharks basically in freshwater. And then there's pike that are down just a little smaller than them. Um, well, like in our lakes here in Missouri, we have walleye and they have big old teeth. They got like snake canines too, like made for grabbing onto a fish and not letting it go. Um, again, fish eat fish. That's no surprise. <laughs> like, I know it's a circle of life. Yeah, some people don't don't understand that. Well, in the meantime, for like 15 seconds, I'm going to go and check the pot real quick and check see see how that meat's doing. I'll be right back. All right. Give a description. I can tell you, tell the listeners here. Okay, so he's no gloves on, cracking the pot. Oh, look at that beautiful steam. Oh, he's wafting it towards his face now. Oh, a little stir. He's got a guitar wooden stir right now. It's beautiful. That's pretty cool. I was going to say, I thought I did a long time ago. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We're gonna take that off then, or are you just gonna keep it? A... No, it needs to. It needs to still chill. Hey, we're back. We're looking good, guys. It's boiling. It's going good. It's not at like a rapid boil, but you know, it's moving. It's important that it moves and keeps doing that because I'm not trying to reduce it. So I've got the lid on it. You know, I'm more or less. Excuse me. I'm trying to like uh, pressure cook it a little bit. You know, that those big pork chunks. Get them oh, so tender. Yeah, I'd love them to be nice and tender, and that fat's rendering off of them right now. So we're looking good. Unbelievably, though, I'm looking around. I haven't seen any squirrels. I think they're yeah, doing... I haven't seen one. I think they're doing a number to avoid us. I just keep seeing acorns and leaves fall off the trees, though, and it sounds exactly like a squirrel. <laughs> You're always jerking your head around here. You're turning side to side because you, you think something's next to you and it ends up being an acorn falling on your head. Doesn't feel good, guys. No. Nope. Fell on my shoulder not too long ago. All right, so what's, what's new? What has happened in the last week, week and a half? Let me think. Hmm. Oh, Kanye West went on Lex Friedman podcast. That's been blowing up. He's we started listening to it. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's an interesting character. He 
He's an interesting character, guys. I just don't think someone should have that kind of fame, that kind of power level, just as you know, just as being an artist. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the end result, though, is they kind of gave it to him in a way. Like he earned it, of course, by 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 working and doing all that. But obviously, it's no it's no secret that there's a select few of people that put who they want on top, right? Right. We know that, especially in the music industry. And I think once he, in his own words, quote, left the plantation, they didn't really like it. And now you see a bunch of people at a, like, it's like trending everywhere. There's all sorts of stupid Facebook pages and articles that are every day now about Kanye West and how how like moronic he is or how broke he is now or what new brand or sponsor it's yeah it's no coincidence now i'm not saying he's right in anything he's saying at all i'm not i'm not saying that i'm just saying it looks suspicious because it's the same exact plan that we see with like everyone i mean like everyone they try to do it to everybody it was like brendan schaub chris d'elia joe rogan alex jones just random people and like Andrew Tate even, Cobra Tate, Andrew Tate, the guy, you know, that crazy dude that's, that was on YMH podcast and he's the ultra-masculine, anti-feminist uh, dude that used to be a legit world-class, world-champion kickboxer. Ooh. Fought like 70 fights. I don't think he lost. Maybe he lost one. I think he might have lost one if if he did. The dude's legit, right? Yeah. But he has this super masculine persona that he's just like, no, if someone tells you just like, my feelings are hurt, screw you. I don't care about your feelings. Your feelings mean nothing to me. My feelings matter to me. It's self-esteem. Worry about yourself or about myself. Things like that, right? Right. He says things that piss a lot of people off. And these, all the people I listed and dozens more, you can name them for the next 10 minutes, have something in common. And it seems to be that they speak against what elitists or this group think wants them to do. So they shut them out. And I kind of see that pattern happening with Kanye West, a.k.a. Ye, I guess that's his name now. But it... uh, So you think he's got to change like every document with his name on you know businesses llc's all that Mm. i would imagine because if that's your legal name now even like yeezys his shoe brand and stuff like is that gonna be well all that i'm pretty sure is gone because i'm pretty sure he lost like everything well yeah because i heard they were like falling apart just terrible quality overpriced yeah just garbage (laughs) they you know, and they were kind of setting him up and shifty on that deal is what he was saying too. You know, they weren't allowing him to make stuff. They weren't, they didn't want a Kanye shoe, but yet they go, I'm not even kidding. They they told him like, well, like, we're not going to make a Kanye shoe. And then they go and they make a Jimmy Fallon shoe. I'm right. not joking, dude. You can <laughs> Google it. There's a Jimmy Fallon shoe that this same company that said Kanye, de- I'm not saying either one deserves a shoe or doesn't, but it's a little, it's a little ridiculous as far as accomplishments. Just think of how many people <laughs> actually have their own shoes. There's a couple NBA players, Jordans, yeah. you yes. know. Shaq. Yeah. There's tons. There's a few LeBron, of them, Kobe. Legends. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, <laughs> and you mean to tell me that 
a rap legend and hip-hop icon, Kanye West, love him or hate him, you mean to tell me he's not famous or popular enough for his own shoe is crazy. It's clearly, it's clearly yeah. about what he believes in and what he says. Right. And if you don't like what he says, don't listen to him. That's my biggest thing. But these people believe in delegitimizing, disenfranchising, and destroying people entirely, even if you disagree on something as simple as ketchup and mustard. I had a recent... Um, not going to name names or how personal it is, but I had a Call them out. Be a oh, snitch. No, because no, we're still <laughs> dealing with it. We're working through stuff. I don't, you know, I'm I got you. I'm different and new now. I don't hold the grudges against people, but I'm not going to throw them under a bus or anything. But we had, uh, I was excited about something. so And I wanted to share this bit of excitement with this group of people, right? Right. So I shared this bit of excitement and this information with said group of people, all of which were receptive, excited, and happy as well, but one. One antagonized. It was like a weird antagonization attack. It was just out of spite? Off, Yes. Off topic, it was something similar to like, Man, that hot dog I just ate was really good. That ketchup really set it off, man. It was really good. Only to be responded with something like, well, actually, that's not ketchup you ate. That's actually something else. And actually, ketchup isn't the best topping for hot dogs. And, you know, you you probably could have cooked the hot dog a little longer. And you're like, dude, first, first of all, shut up. I didn't ask for... <laughs> correction or opinion or disagreements this wasn't a debate this was a sharing you know thing or do they do this just to be in the spotlight for that's five seconds? the thing this person seems to just be just to be a naysayer they seem to like being a contrarian and they've always been this way in an early life it was well i'm a good debater and now it's no you just like to be contrary to people to get a rise people like to argue and it's unfortunate because it's fine to challenge and question. We encourage it all the time on this podcast, but the difference is when you are bringing up questions and debates literally for no reason, and it's unwarranted, it's unwanted, it's unnecessary. Unwelcome. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with like like what the actual topic was even about, really. And you're just finding something somehow in the substance to find a problem with and this is the issue right after said moment i kind of blew up but then i just stopped talking i said i, I it's eventually not worth it dude you took the high yes, road right there i eventually the older you this, get i have you nothing learn. positive <laughs> else to say yeah so just, that's what i said and then i that was it yeah and then i got win. texted by one of the other friends in this group uh-oh and he was now? like Dude, that was really crazy what he did. Why did Billy have to argue? And I was like, it is a little nuts. And I was like, it almost seems like it wasn't even about the topic, was it? And my friend said, no, it almost seems like he can't put aside his personal beliefs on other things. And he knows that you believe differently on these topics. So any other topic Just that you bring up, you he's against yeah. you right off the bat. <laughs> So silly. Dude, that's that enemy mentality that has taken over politics and unfortunately the super 
super right and almost all of the left. It is weird how they can't just sit down at a table and Can't break bread chill, with each other. Yeah. Enjoy company. It makes no sense um, sometimes why someone would do that. In I tried to find fault in what I said, and I understand that how I responded immediately was not pleasant nor polite. No, because I was so thrown off guard that one of my friends would do this like yet again about something so minuscule and off-topic that has no real meaning to anything yeah <laughs> you know what i, I mean? wouldn't be it was calling them a friend much longer absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not that's that's someone that i literally can't even have a conversation and the unfortunate thing about the whole thing too is this individual claims to be a friend and claims to know me and what i like like and don't like what i believe in and what i don't yet i haven't had a conversation about any of those things i just said in like 10 years with this person. So there's almost no possible way I'm maybe the same they just individual. Maybe butthurt feelings from the last time you guys talked about it 10 years ago. I mean, maybe. And holding on to that grudge over just 10 years. Think about that. Think of, how, imagine how petty you have to be to hold yeah. on to that for that long. Yeah. And imagine. It's unfortunate that that belief system taints your everyday life. <laughs> I, I did taste. say it. I did. But it is unfortunate it, it, that it affects even something small as a compliment that we are at that point now in society where someone opposite political beliefs or so they think, mm-hmm. they haven't talked to me. They no. wouldn't know. They immediately judge, well, oh, I can't talk to him. Look at him. And they He's wearing Crocs. A, yeah. He's a Trump supporter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, dude... If this individual only knew how I thought and feel, and I'll go as bold as to say, you could listen to my podcast and you could find out kind of my morals and where I line with and kind of my way of thinking now and understand that the person that a lot of these people paint us out to be, it's so, it's so, it's like night and day. It's not the same person at all. Right. So I don't know who this person thinks that I am in his head. But that's also unfortunate because I feel like that's my failure as well. That somewhere along the way, he now thinks that I think crazy stuff. Which I believe in some crazy stuff. And I talk about even more crazy stuff. But again, I'm capable of having complex conversation and complex thought without being fully invested in something like I believe it as the truth it's fun to talk about there's not very in my mind there's not very many like topics on this planet that would get me to start screaming and hollering about no there's not you know like what could you be that passionate about that you have to try to change everyone in the room's mind because you think a little bit different you want to know what this topic was about you're gonna laugh dude I kind of want to hear it now how I feel and it's accurate but I have to say I feel because it's my opinion that Garth Brooks is insane and that Garth Brooks ruined country music in the 90s and has created radio country, him and Kenny Chesney and the likes, ruined country. That was my thought. And it was met with, <clears throat> well, actually, you're thinking of this person. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I mean, sure, you can throw that in, but I know who I said. I wouldn't have said it if I didn't. 
I meant what I said. And it literally turned into this whole long fight about Garth Brooks, dude. Well, people are passionate about Garth. <laughs> about all Garth right. Brooks? He's got friends in low places. And then he's like, right. he's actually a stand-up guy. And I said, have you oh. seen any of the YMH videos at all about Garth Brooks and how he is not a stand-up guy and how he is quite possibly insane? Insane. And he's like, well, dude, that's comedy. That's a joke. You, you, you shouldn't take what that comedian says seriously. And I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't have to explain to me what a joke is, dude. And I started getting really rude. I was like, I don't need you to explain to me what comedy is. <laughs> I know what sarcasm, I know what jokes are. Watch the videos. Because let Garth do the talking is all I'm saying. Because that's what Tom and his wife, Christina, does. And then they observe his insanity. Cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. Hey guys, it's me, Garth here. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, doing this whole uh, social media thing. Yep, yep. My agents uh, said this this is a good idea. It's a way for me to, you know, connect with you. <laughs> right at the tap, I'm gonna be providing you uh, cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. It's gonna be great. You sound like a creeper. The dude's nuts. The dude's nuts. I, mean, I don't he know. Calls so I can't wife, say you know anything Miss about Yearwood. Him. He can't call her Trisha. Well. Trisha tells him, just call me Trisha. He says, I can't do that, Miss Yearwood. <laughs> he <weird>. bows <laughs> when she walks into a room. He tells her to stop. He bows. I can't do that, Miss Yearwood. That's weird. The dude's nuts, man. The dude's nuts. I'm telling you, for all oh, interested. Look how good his daughter turned out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, for all interested or have a little, you know, like, well, I don't think he's he's crazy, crazy. Go watch. Type into YouTube, YMH, your mom's house, that's the YMH, Garth Brooks. Watch all of the segments that they do, it's little clips, five minutes here, ten minutes there, and they're going to plug in his videos that he <laughs> recorded and released on social media. And you can see for yourself, you can see for yourself, the dude's not right. And, and They roast him pretty good on dude, that. Dude, they <laughs> cream him. And he, does, he needs it. Well, yeah. He is in a weird world he's man. just an old school dude trying to make it in a new school world <laughs> yeah and what uh a lot of people forget is he was the one and only dude in the 90s that was that big you know what i mean like uh, I mean, garth brooks i don't dude, ever really listen to country but i don't know the only one i could pick out of a lineup dude he still sells out, out multiple arenas oh, yeah. every year to this day and his heyday was the 90s in early 2000s so it's like but that's the nostalgia legendary that's, you know legendary I mean, that's a whole generation of people grew up with him so of course they want to see him yeah but that's what i mean he was so young yeah. when he got famous and he got beyond famous. He was ultra famous. He was the number one country music singer of the time. It was Garth Brooks. Everybody knew Garth Brooks, even if you didn't like country. Our dad had Garth Brooks CD, and he didn't like country music. Dude. He also had Shania Twain. Because she was good looking. Yep. Console. I was like, what yep. is this? I said the same thing. It's a four CD set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was the white album where she's wearing like that white t-shirt. Oh, it, it was very I attractive. I do yeah. remember that too. <laughs> yeah, but those were the only two country CDs I ever, you know, saw. You <laughs> In know, the was, Thunder Rose. But see, that, that, 
that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like he reached a level of fame that was like beyond. He had catchy lyrics, <laughs> a catchy melody. It caught he was on. Pandering, and that's yeah. It was Bo Burnham's pandering. <laughs> if you ever heard that song on YouTube, it's Bo Burnham. He does a song called like, uh, like the best country song or like every country song Just in the stereotypical, world. Stereotypical, like, yeah. I went down the road wearing my blue new jeans truck, and a truck. A new dog, <laughs> new jeans. I think I said that. You know, he says all the stuff. It's like, if you know what town I'm in, then you know I'm pandering. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, they know what they're doing. And that was my point when I was saying he made like radio country. He knew to throw in words like, yeah, down in Louisiana, got my truck past diana you know like really associate with descriptive and geographical places and things so that you felt really connected to his music he know he knows me yeah he knows me yeah and in the meantime he's over here putting out cool stuff slick stuff neat stuff on social media trying to trying to get into that world and like TikTok and all that. My goodness, man. His transition has been nothing short of humiliating and embarrassing. How do you know so much about Garth Brooks here? Your mom's house. I'm telling you. (laughs) Because I never noticed it. I was just like you. It's just Garth Brooks. Until you watch the videos on YouTube from your mom's house podcast, you realize... He just doesn't have that PR experience. He's never been trained. So He's only been yes-man surrounded. Yeah, southern guy just trying to (laughs) skimp through it real quick. He's only been surrounded by yes-men and people that are, you know, too scared to ever tell Garth Brooks no or that doesn't sound good or, like, what are you doing? That's crazy. Ever. Because he's always been ultra-famous since he's young. So the dude is a nutcase. And that's how I know. So that's why I'm saying you'll go down a rabbit hole too if you start watching some I'm of these clips. I'm not going to search one thing about <laughs> Garth Brooks. That just like, gives him what? popularity. No. Oh, he he already has enough. <laughs> he already has enough. That's no. That's no surprise. I need to go check on this uh, stew again. Wait, what, can back. we hit pause? Because I want to grab a jacket. It's getting a little chilly. I mean, why don't you go grab a jacket? I'll keep him entertained. All right. Ty's grabbing a jacket real quick. His mic is muted. Mine's not. We're good. So pork stew should be getting pretty close. It's about 35 minutes since we started this podcast. We're looking at like an hour and a half of cook time so far. Um, yeah, ground heart is going to be delicious. We've been making that that move to eat a lot more meat. You know, I've been talking about it, hopefully, to encourage people. I've been seeing more of my friends online as well posting uh, about their same experiences in going through eating more meat and less of the processed and harmful stuff, um, trying to minimize and exclude those from your diet and minimize things like carbs and trying to eliminate sugar, eating more red meat, game meat, and proteins and fish. Uh, it's been doing uh, it's it's been doing wonders. I feel a difference immediately, especially when you eat organ meats, things like liver and heart. Uh, you can feel the effects 15, 20 minutes later, and it's not really a placebo. Um, even people that haven't experienced eating a lot of organ meats, they experience the same feeling um, after eating some of these things. And the beauty is a lot of these cuts are so cheap. Like when we go to Horman Meats once or t- once a week or every other week, we'll go to the uh, organ cooler and we'll 
pop in there and they've got beef liver that's sliced up in like two two patties basically two thin patties that's kind of heart or uh, lung shaped and they're three dollars for two pieces of liver that's basically two portions and that's three dollars of all your vitamins nutrition and minerals that you really need in a day is found in a liver and if you eat your red meat with that um so like this ground heart they have one pound ground heart chubs for four dollars so if you go in get a pound of ground heart one pad of liver you're paying seven dollars and fifty cents oh tyler's back by the way is my mic gone mic is now on i forgot to unmute um Talking about organs, huh? Yeah, talking about organ meats and how cheap it is. People say it's so expensive to eat healthy. It's like, well, first of all, cut out your Sonic and Taco Bell, McDonald's and all that crap. And then think if you spent your 8 to $15 that you spend at Taco Bell, which is disgusting. Grade C meat. <laughs> and you spend $7.50. And a lot of you are like, yeah, but I don't want to eat just ground heart meat and liver. You gotta get creative. You know, play around with, with some it. fava beans, dude. I squeeze a lime on it at the end of cooking. I will cut up. Um, my my new thing is we large dice uh, avocado chunks on the I finished cooked. I love cook avocados. So dude. you'll grab I a couple bites so of liver. So good. Throw in a bite of avocado, and the fattiness from the avocado masks the overtly mineral taste of liver. And then you squeeze that lime on top too. And it covers it up even more and ties the two together. Mm. So it's like you can really. Uh, I made a nice little medley the other night. So started with a base of ramen noodles. Yeah. Put had smoked brisket, mm-hmm. di- or kind of cut it up, slice it up, threw it in, avocado, throw it in there, yep. dude. It was so good. Yeah. So good mixing that around. I always throw avocado in stews and stuff because if you put them in large dices, they'll stay. Yeah. It, it's like an egg. Yeah. They'll harden up and they'll kind of stay. Those chunks will harden a little bit. They'll still be soft and tender, but but my thing also if with you mush them up and throw them in, I'll half them and then just put uh, lemon pepper seasoning on oh, it, yeah. and dude, it lights yep. them up. It's just that's amazing. why a little salt, little pepper, squeeze a lime. Yeah, that's the best. Or some hot sauce, a little tahini, something like that. Yeah, Mexicans got those flavors right, man. Yeah. That lime chili works Dance so well with everything. Buds. Okay, I'm gonna go check that stew. Check it, check it. So I've been doing a lot of riding. I know uh, riding season's coming to a close. It's getting cold. Uh, so we've been going to Arkansas about every weekend. It's been pretty fun. We went to Mountain Home last time. It was amazing. I just love riding. The corners, all the good stuff. How's that stew looking over there? He's taking the top off to reduce. Recycle, reduce, reuse. That kind of business. <laughs> well, I got an interesting talk that we talked about when I did that earlier. A little bit of a little bit of a that's got a base plate on the very bot- bottom end of it. They're about 30 feet long. And I have to stand these things up straight in the air, sit them on a uh, sawhorse, and just weld them like that. And, dude, it is kind of uh, a nightmare 
because you have 30 feet of steel right above your head, kind of swaying. I just leave the crane connected to it and try to keep it tight, but man, it's a little sketchy. But it's pretty fun, though. Yeah, our stew's getting close. Re reducing now, so I pulled the lid off. Gonna let that uh, reduce. I stoked the fire a little bit, got some sticks on there. It's gonna take off here in a few minutes, but... <clears throat> okay, so this is interesting. I watched a video on... I think it was like a Facebook, kind of a short, one of those... One of those, uh, you know, minute, minute and a half long videos, and it was the speaker... He was talking to a real small group of people, but it was kind of a kind of How an tall were they? Kind of an awareness seminar. No, not small. <laughs> he didn't get the yeah. joke at first. <laughs> um, it was kind of an awareness seminar, and like it seemed like it was about consciousness and kind of awareness and stuff. So this this black dude was up there talking, and he said some very interesting things that linked a couple uh who are we and how do we become genuinely us and how do we become better right it answers kind of those questions for me at least so hopefully in communicating I can do decent job but We'll start with an exercise. So everyone at home listening and Tyler, you do this with me and then we'll kind of go from there. Out loud, say the word rocket. Rocket. Okay. So everyone says the word. You, you, you heard it. You said it, right? Now, in your head, as loud as you can, say the word rocket but not out loud. Now say it one more time a little louder. Rocket! Did you notice something weird? You heard yourself say rocket in your head. How could you possibly hear yourself say rocket in your head and why is it that the voice that you just spoke out loud rocket and the voice that said rocket in your head why are they not the same person how can you hear one and not the other it's a very interesting thing and now let me put a little bit of I guess glue on this thing for me because this is how I kind of tie the two I see it as you are two in one you are two entities in one and as we believe a faith it kind of lines up anyway because we're a vessel for our soul right so that right. that kind of lines up with our faith so I keep okay so my physical body literally is doing what I, what truly me tells it to do. So does that mean the voice that you heard in your head loudly is you? 
or is it the voice that you said out loud as you? Because I'm here to tell you something. Maybe it's the perspective of yourself, you know? I don't know. I think that voice in our head is who we are. And I think that is who we genuinely are. That's why people say, well, that's your conscious telling you, I don't believe that, man. I believe that's you. I believe that's your soul. That's your morals, your existence. That's where everything you know. It can tell you what to do. It tells this body everything. There's people that climb Everest in shorts with no oxygen tank. It's crazy. He's this breather. He's been on Rogan. He's nuts. How does he do that? Mental. He tells his body, I'm doing this and I can. And you're coming along with me. And his body reacts. In the same way that you told your mouth to say the word rocket out loud. And then you, you said rocket in your head. I said, you know how I said it in my head? Rocket. No. <laughs> in my head, it went to like pure death metal, like rocket. That kind said? of thing. <laughs> and you heard it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you but didn't make a the, sound. But is that the same thing as if I were to just tell you applesauce? You can taste it. You know what it tastes like. You can see it sp- you know what potentially, I mean? but that affects my who I am, and then I can then start Put relaying your, signals. Yes, so you do how, have yeah. an effect and an influence on me, and that's an example. Yes, we can influence each other negatively and positively, but I think people don't know who they are. I think they silence that voice on the inside and they and let their vessel that fake vessel. Yes, you, yeah, they let their outward, vessel come yeah. out and play algorithms of human patterns of behavior. And I think truly that's what we need to realize. If you're trying to get really introspective and figure out who you are, start with those voices. Because that was profound. Whenever I really thought about it, I'm like, wait a second, who is that? That's right. Who is that in me? And who is speaking right now to you? That's my friend, me. But it's not me. That's now how I'm starting to see it as. You are definitely your soul inhabiting a vessel. And they are two different entities that work together or against each other, depending on how strong-willed you are. You can listen to your body which is a joke. It wants comfort and easiness. How about you? My body's Wonderland, so I mean, that. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm a gazelle. I was chiseled to the proportions of Michelangelo's David. <laughs> but for real, it, it's, a, it's a very interesting topic to think about because I think too many people don't know who they are. And I think too many people are disconnected from themselves that they've let their vessel, their meat sack believe and speak for them for so long that now they're the only ones speaking. And I also think it's heavily influenced by their education, you know, their surroundings as they're growing up, that kind of stuff. To tell them to logically look at the research. Look at the research. Which means look at this paper, read it, and regurgitate it is what they're saying. And to me that's fine. There's many things that you need to do that with, but you also need to question it and realize who's asking the question, who's receiving the information. Is it me or is it my meat sack? Who should be receiving the information right now? All right, we got to change meat sack because we're going to yeah, get banned off Yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we'll get banned off Spotify for, uh, 
for using meat you sack. You said meat sack in your podcast 67 times. I mean, we might as well make it 68 meat sack. <laughs> I hear that stew boiling. Do you Ooh. hear that, folks? Matter of fact, I'm going to bring. Oh. This is a special. I'm going to bring He's the microphone that entire over thing to in the, campfire. the cast iron pot, and I'm going to give you folks a listen. Sizzle. Tyler, right, will you I'm pay attention to um, my audio EQ monitor? Yep, and make sure I'm bubbling. Here we go, folks. It's going to be quick. I'm Are you ready? Oh, you hear that sizzle? That's stew, guys. Bubbly, bubbly. We're boiling. My microphone smells like pork. Oh, I'm not smelling you guys, I promise. I'm smelling the microphone. It smells great. The stew's looking good. We're reducing. We're going to be in business here shortly. Pork's got some nice color on it, too. Which is going to be pretty much just in time because we're talking, what, 5 p.m. now? 5.40. It's going to get dark pretty soon. That's it's going to be about 30 be minutes. Yep, 30 minutes from now and... It's going to be pretty dark, but luckily we're on a hill. We get a little bit of light, but yeah, we got to get back. And the a last time early. I was in Lebanon, I hit a deer. Yep, I'm midday after one of your concerts. Isn't that with your truck? Yeah, with right the truck that I'm standing us. at right oh, yeah. now. With the, the grill's still gone because yeah. that stupid deer. Well, I mean that's a better air circulation. Oh, that's well, that's yeah. why you did it, really. Yeah, it for was, sure. You saw the deer. You and also like it, it muted my stone. horn too. So anytime I'm in like horn. a road rage you type of inspection, yeah, so it still passes. All right, sir. Blinkers. All right, sir. Honk the horn. Beep. Yeah, so so if anyone, you know, cuts me off and I get real pissed, I'll meep my horn out. And they're like, meep, meep. Like, is that a Prius behind us? No. In my Chevy Cruze right after that accident a while, like a long while ago, I didn't have a horn and I didn't realize how much you needed immediately when Mm -hmm. you don't have a horn. It's insane. I literally needed to honk like 10 times in a week. And I was... Just pushing on the steering there. wheel and yep. nothing. It was so strange. I've had to scare off deer, you know, that away because they're just <laughs> standing. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> just lean out the window. And, ah! <laughs> Catch a few bugs. Oh man, where are we at? We're at we're at under an hour. We're definitely going to be doing a shorter podcast today than what you know what we normally do. We're we're kind of on a time crunch. Didn't have a whole lot planned. We just kind of wanted to, uh, you know, bring you. Uh, Another Woods podcast. It's been a while since we've been around a fire recording, so we decided to take it to the first time to the property. Have a little fun around that campfire? Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, boot scoot on out of here? I'm ready to boot scoot and boogie. Yeah, I'm ready to eat some stew. All right, guys. Well, hey, I appreciate you tuning in again. This was more of a fun, uh, less like what we normally do, which is a good change of pace every now and then a little shorter one a little easier to listen to sometimes not too crazy and chaotic you know how that gets sometimes i go a little i go a little buck wild you go off onto some tangents and i just sit back and just watch it unfold. oh yeah oh yeah i mean if there's a zeppelin on fire you're not going to try and put it out no you're going to watch it go all the (laughs) way down all right well i've been grant i'm tyler thanks for listening to beer bros campfire fun time see you